0: Heart bypass surgery is the most common type of heart surgery performed on adults. It's a procedure that can be complicated and can have a very long recovery time. But the good news is there are new treatments and methods available for this serious condition. Let's talk about it with Dr. Charles Clodell, a cardiothoracic surgeon at Florida Heart and Lung Institute. This is Helmet of Health, the podcast from North Florida Regional Medical Center. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Dr. Clodell, I want to learn a little bit more about what coronary bypass surgery is.
1: Well, so coronary artery bypass surgery, or CABG, you'll see it abbreviated, or sometimes people will just say cabbage because that's how that CABG looks. It's not something you buy at Publix. It's actually the surgery. Um, What we are talking about is when there are multiple blockages of the heart that really aren't amenable or it's not appropriate to treat them with just a balloon and a stent, then those patients get coronary artery bypass grafting. And and it's kinda I I tell patients it's kinda like when they're working on the interstate and they take you off the off ramp and around where they're working and then right back onto the good road beyond it. And that's exactly what we do in the operating room. Our goal is to take areas of the heart that are not getting enough blood flow and detour the blood around the blockage to tie it into the distal road where there is good blood flow needed to make the heart muscle function better. Um, many people will have areas of their heart that at rest, when they're just sitting talking like this, perhaps their heart gets enough blood flow. But it's then when they begin to stress the heart by exercising or, or walking or climbing a flight of stairs or whatever they happen to do, that those areas of the heart then don't have enough blood flow to sustain that additional demand, and they get what's called demand ischemia or pain in their chest angina. Uh, and the, those are early signs that, that perhaps they're about to get into real trouble.
0: Got it. So what are some of the risk factors that cause our arteries to be blocked in the first place?
1: Well, the first is genetics. Again, you you, you always start with that, right? You You can pick your friends, but not your parents. And the DNA we have is the DNA we have. So if your father and three of your uncles and your grandfather all had coronary disease and had to have coronary bypass surgery, you better make your reservation because it's coming. But uh, there are better medicines now to help mitigate that than what there were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, the second are are the obvious bad environmental things that we do, uh, smoking, um, bad diet, and and then. Uh, Uh, failure to take their their medication sometimes uh, particularly primary care doctors are very good about keeping people on lipid lowering agents cholesterol lowering agents things like that and and so the best thing you can do is take all the prescribed medicines you're supposed to take control your blood pressure and try not to have many of the social vices that we know
0: lead to bad health conditions okay so I'd love to learn a little bit more about the latest treatment and surgical options for blocked arteries can you talk a little bit about that
1: sure so one of the things that it's very um, forward thinking about these. Is we want to revascularize all the areas of the heart that we possibly can that have blockages. The the older thinking of well we're going to put a bypass to the front distribution, the side distribution, and the back distribution of the heart. So, That's a little antiquated now, and and really, we should be doing complete revascularization of all the areas that have blockages whenever it's possible. Uh, We should be doing that with um, arterial conduits whenever it's possible, meaning particularly in a young patient that's not diabetic, uh, one of the things we talk about is is the conduit we're going to use to get the blood flow there, And, and the holy grail of conduits is the left internal thoracic artery, which runs right under the breastbone. And that artery, we know when we put it to that... Um, front artery of the heart, the left anterior descending, that graft almost always is going to last the patient the rest of their life. Well, as people have suspected and researched and proved, if one mammary is good for you, then two is even better. And so we want to use the right mammary in patients that it's appropriate to do additional arterial revascularization. Um, We will sometimes still use a vein out of the leg as well, but, but we really want to do everything we can to set the patient up for success down the road where they either don't ever need another intervention or if they do need an intervention, enough of their heart is still well supplied that it can be performed just in the cath lab
0: with a stent. Okay. Uh, and then finally, I know you said a lot of it was genetics, but I imagine that our lifestyles do play into this. So what can you tell people about reducing the risk of developing a blocked artery?
1: Probably the same thing. Everybody that's ever worn a, a white coat that says MD on it says, which is, you know, trying to eat clean don't smoke, keep your blood pressure under control, use alcohol only in moderation, and take all the pills you're supposed to take.
0: That's Dr. Charles Clodell, a cardiothoracic surgeon at Florida Heart and Lung Institute. Thanks for checking out this episode of Helmet of Health. Head to flheartandlung.com to get connected with the provider. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and we'll talk next time.